You're listening to Secrets of a Bridal Seamstress. In this podcast, you'll hear insider tips to sidestep stress and walk into your wedding season feeling educated, confident, and empowered to discover your bridal vibe and wear it with style. Mama with a Paintbrush is an online shop filled with modern mama and baby lifestyle essentials. Owner Madison effortlessly handpicks premium baby and taut necessities that are quality products you'll love while remaining at an affordable price. She also creates personalized signs, baby announcements, and so much more to fulfill her crafty side. All right, where are my brides to be? Madison also designs gorgeous wedding signs that can be rented here in Western Washington. Don't waste time on the DIYs and stress about selling off your wedding decor after the wedding day. Madison provides you with gorgeous signs and detail at a very affordable price. You can explore more at mamawithapaintbrush.com and also stay in the loop on her Instagram and Facebook. All you have to do is search Mama with a Paintbrush. Hello, hello, and happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode. Today we're talking all about bustles. It's a very magical topic, if you ask me. I love bustles and I love styling them because they look different on every dress and every bride. Um, And I am a firm believer that every bride needs to invest in a bustle because it really makes a huge difference in your reception experience. So settle in, take some notes if you'd like, and... um, I hope you get as excited about this topic as I am. So here in the Pacific Northwest, it is a very rainy and dreary day, and um, it's the perfect day to like curl up with a good book and snuggle on the couch, but um, it's also the end of June, so I'd rather snuggle up with my book outside in the sun, you know, but I guess I'll take what I can get. But I wanted to give you a disclaimer because um, around here, even though it rains very frequently. Still, when we have monsoons, uh, people don't know how to drive and they get a little angry on the road. And so um, since I set up here in my shop, I've heard several people honking at each other. I heard a couple sirens. So I don't know what kind of noises you're going to hear behind me today, but (laughs) I just wanted to put that out there. It's rainy. What can I say? All right. If you're taking notes, let's start with what is a bustle? All right, a bustle is what tacks the length of your train up during your reception. So for your ceremony or like, you know, the first part of your wedding, you want the length of your train to be in all of its extended glory. And you know how much I love trains and how I feel about them and how, you know, I hate the thought of chopping off your train. I want you to keep that length. And then after the ceremony, when you want a little more freedom, that's when you can tack your train up and that prevents people from stepping on you. That lets you dance or move around with more freedom and um, just kind of gets that long train out of the way. So uh, when you buy your wedding dress, dresses do not come with bustles because uh, each bustle is going to be determined by your height. If it comes with a you know bustle included in the dress, it's going to either be too uh, short or too long for you because it's really specific to your height. So you know that long ribbon that comes out like the bottom of the dress? Um, it's actually like a hanger ribbon, so it's not a wrist bustle bracelet thingy. Um, That comes up sometimes. And unless your wedding is in 1997, that's not really a current trend to have anything on your wrist or your ring finger or whatever the assumption is. That's not a bustle hanger. That is for your (laughs) 
hanger to keep your dress in the bag. And then before you walk down the aisle, you actually want to snip that uh, ribbon so it's not trailing down the um, back of your dress. But you do want to invest in a bustle. So the cost of the bustle is going to be determined by the number of points needed to bring that train up. So if you have um, like an A-line dress with a little like sweep train behind you, you probably could get away with like one point or even, you know, you could go up to like three points depending on the the fabric that your dress is made of. Um, And those points that are the pickups of where the, the train is picked up, that determines the cost of your bustle. So if you have like, um, this huge ball gown, you'd probably need like seven points or seven pickups. And the price of that bustle is going to be more than the cost of your little A-line sweep train bustle. Does that make sense? So it's the number of pickups or the number of points needed. Um, there are different kinds of styles of bustles. And um, honestly, the best way to to do some research on this is to look up pictures on Pinterest or, you know, Google some images. And it's really important to include the type of fabric that your dress is made of, because that'll give you more accurate image of what you're looking for. So if you know, if you Google French bustles, okay, all these pictures are going to show up, and it's not really going to look like your dress. But if you specify uh, French bustles for satin gowns or, you know, Mikado gown or a lace gown, then you're going to see all these specific examples and that will kind of bring clarity to your search. So when I'm chatting today about the different styles of bustles, the best thing for you is going to be to Google image what I'm talking about, because even though I'm talking with my hands... <laughs> That can only give you so much. So uh, it'll be helpful for you to do your own Google search and um, even like bring those images to your uh, alterations appointment. I love when brides come to me with like a specific image and then I'm like, okay, if I see it, I can make it happen. But um, otherwise, you know, I style it for them. And obviously I love doing that. But um, yeah, if you have something specific in mind, bring that picture to your seamstress and they could definitely help you. So here I'm going to uh, attempt to describe the three basic different types of bustles. Oh, maybe three and a half. And um, like I said, take what you can from my verbal <laughs> description <laughs> and then uh, go to Google and search some images. So the first and probably most popular kind of bustle, at least that I style, is called the American bustle. And that is when the pickup is on top of the skirt. So um, what I do is I hide the hook and eye within the lace. And um, so it's like invisible, you know, when you're wearing the dress or when when the train is out. And then when it's pinned up, it looks like an inverted V. It's so pretty. And it's just really elegant, very simple. It usually lays really beautifully. And this is my favorite thing to do for lace dresses that um, or any dress that is made of like um, tulle or lighter fabric. It just looks clean when it's I think, pinned up in an American bustle. Although I do have a Mikado ball gown that I'm working on. And this gal has a three-point American bustle and it's pinned up at her waist and it looks so cool. So it really does vary on your specific style and your specific gown. But in general, I love American bustles for like lace fabric. Um, 
the two places to pin the bustles also can vary. So the two that I use most of the time is like right kind of like under your tuchus because you don't want to lose the curves that your dress is giving you, right? Like you just invested in all these alterations and you don't want to pin something right above your booty if you just like fit the dress perfectly to it. So I would suggest having um, that American bustle point underneath your bottom and it can be like either right under your bottom or a couple inches below or whatever. But I always think that looks super nice. Uh, An uh, alternative place to have your points is at your waist. So this works really well pretty much if you have like a ball gown dress, a ball gown style, because then that shape is just following the original ball gown shape. Does that make sense? You know, you you have the cinched in waist and then the the points are pinned right at your waist to just kind of accentuate that ball gown shape. So um, I have a bride who has this really, really cool dress. Uh, it's not a ball gown, but it has this awesome tool train. I, I've like, it's so special. And um, the train, it kind of starts at her hips and then like obviously like the front is shorter and then right at her hips that's where the length of the train starts and it's like these different pieces of tool I'm not ex- I'm not explaining it to its full glory but it's awesome and even though that's not a ball gown the best thing for us to do was to pin it right below her waist and then it really created this cool like ethereal shape to the dress. So it just depends on um, obviously your preference and what the fabric looks like over your bottom or under your bottom. And you're going to know, you're going to be like, "Uh, no, not a fan of that. I look like a Disney character or like, ooh, that looks really cool and elegant. So just kind of play with it and um, the different places for those American bustle points. The other kind of bustle or I should say the second, because we're going through a few here, is the French bustle. And I actually had a French bustle on my own dress. I had a chiffon gown and... I mean, I guess I could have gone either way, but that was what was suggested to me. And so I didn't really have much of an opinion at the time. But a French bustle is tucked underneath the dress itself. So if you think of like Marie Antoinette or, you know, those old, that old French style, right? Where um, like there's that poof of fabric underneath itself. Or you think of like um, Beauty and the Beast, okay, like Belle's dress, how she had that bump thing going on. That's the look that a French bustle has. And depending on the fabric, sometimes it can look like that Disney character. Other times it can look really elegant and like a really beautifully draped bustle fold. And so that's kind of what my dress looked like. It was just a really elegant fold. And so you can have a single point French bustle, or um, I had a bride this year who literally had a 20 point French bustle. It was insane. It was called a waterfall bustle and it was really cool. Um, but it the, the French bustle refers to the fabric being tucked under. And you'll see if you Google image search, um, the difference between that American and the French bustle is really different. And I would suggest um, the French bustle for satin gowns, for chiffon. If you use a French bustle with lace, it tends to look a little messy and a little busy. Uh, Of course, like I said, it's your preference. But for me, I just think it always looks cleaner if it's only with satin or chiffon, like a solid fabric. And this next bustle, I've never made one, but it's called an Austrian bustle. And it kind of works like 
a Roman shade where like you pull and I don't know if I'm I'm describing this right, but it's like you're you're pulling a single ribbon that is attached to several different points and that is what brings the whole length up. So it looks like almost like a ruched seam in the center of your train. It's a very specific look. I think it it um, was very trendy at one time. And so we're not seeing a lot of that right now, like in 2020, 2021. But I think like 10 years ago, that was a really big thing. But yeah, I'm just giving you all your options. So there you go. And the last one is called a ball gown. Yeah, a ball. I almost said a ballroom ball gown bustle. And I didn't know this had a name. Um, my friend Andra told me about this. Andra was on the show, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago. And she's another seamstress in uh, Tennessee. And she was messaging me about this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What is a ball gown bustle? And I didn't know that this was what it was called. Anyway, now that there, there's all this buildup <laughs> to what a ball gown bustle is. But that is when you have this long train you know, on a ball gown dress and the points are all on the edge of the train. So like, like as far out as the dress goes, and then it gets pinned under the dress so that it doesn't even look like there's a bustle happening. So it's pinned at your waist underneath the dress so that it just looks like that's how the dress came. The only thing is you're going to have this like line of dirt in the middle of your dress. So it's up to you. Does that make sense? Like you're creating a second hemline essentially. So that's another line where there's going to be dirt and it just won't look like a crisp line either. I don't know. Like personally, I'm not really a huge fan of how it looks. And so I've never made one, but I want to give you all your options. Like I said, so the Austrian, the ball gown, I don't really have much input because (laughs) I haven't made them, but I just want to give you those Googling options. And now you have a couple more titles to search and, you know, you can do what you want with that information. I just really want to encourage you with any of these styles to pick one because not having a bustle, you think that, oh, maybe I won't need this because I'm not going to be moving around that much during my reception. But trust me, you're totally going to want to have your dress bustled just because like you don't want to be picking up all the dirt and the food and whatever as you're walking around the reception and people will step on you and you may trip on yourself. So it is just totally worth the investment. Okay, when do you bustle the dress? So now you know like what style you have you know you have in mind and um, now you're thinking, okay, well, when does this actually happen? on my wedding day timeline. So after the ceremony, you're going to take your photos with your wedding party, you know, with your new spouse. And most of the time you want your train again in its fully extended glory. And after photo time, you're going to want to give yourself like 10 minutes with your maid of honor or your mom or your mother-in-law. I don't care, just somebody that you can trust, okay? And somebody that will be uh, very sober at this point of the wedding and you can trust. It's um, one of those situations that if somebody is like stressed, (laughs) then they'll get like frazzled. So pick somebody that you can trust and um, find a room where, you know, you pin up your bustles. That'll happen right before the reception, typically right before, you know, you're introduced, right before the reception. That's when your bustle is tacked up. And as far as who helps you into that, 
I would suggest that whoever is tacking up your bustle, that you invite them to your final fitting with your seamstress, and then they can practice the bustle, and then um, your seamstress can make a video for you to use to pin out the bustle. Like if you just have a one-point bustle, it's a one-point American bustle, like boom, you clip it, you're good to go. This isn't as detrimental to have a video and to have like a a rehearsal (laughs) for your bustling. But if you have a complicated bustle, it is totally worth it to bring that person with you to your final fitting. Make the video um, just so that they know because, and if you've been in a wedding, you know this, that that wedding day timeline, it's all fun and games until you just are like stressed in the moment. And so this is one of those little steps that you can take to just ease that transition from the ceremony to the reception and changing that reception look. So I get this question sometimes like, how reliable is the bustle? So no matter how your bustle is connected, whether it's like a button, there's usually, um, you know, there's like the tie or the loop that goes around the button. If you have ribbons, sometimes bustles are connected by a ribbon. If you have a French bustle where that is tied underneath a skirt. And like I mentioned before, you can also use the hook and eye method. And that's what I love because when you um, have a hook and eye, you can just like, like clamp it closed with your fingernails and it, it usually does not move. But with every bustle, there's always that like risk that it may come undone. I mean, it's just what it is because wedding dresses can be so heavy. It's just good to have that kind of disclaimer that that you should have some safety pins on hand and also consider like how crazy are you gonna be at your reception? Because if you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be whipping around in this thing and you know, my bustle needs to be, you know, (laughs) ready for like crazy dance moves, I would consider maybe having a different reception dress because Although bustles are meant to, you know, keep that train out of the way for the duration of your reception, they're not made to be like whipped around. Does that make sense? Like there's a fine line. I haven't heard any stories of bustles breaking from my brides, but I'm sure there are stories out there. Um, So it's good to have a backup plan of having some safety pins or having a little like sewing kit, or maybe you can even like stitch it in place if you absolutely have to. But also consider that, you know, having a second look for your reception is really cool. And that's a great option. I know I've mentioned this before that one of my brides wore an heirloom gown at her wedding, and it just was a very heavy dress. And instead of getting it bustled, she opted out and and instead bought a jumpsuit for her reception. And it was so cool. And she just looked so cool because she knew she wanted to dance and have freedom and didn't want to worry about this like precious heirloom gown being damaged during her reception. So she just went for a completely different look. And I thought that was really cool. So that is another option for you. I think that's all, right? I think I'm covering everything for why you need the bustle, the different styles of bustles that we have, some precautions to take, like have a backup plan and uh, make sure your bustle stylist knows what they're doing ahead of time so you're not like training them on the spot. And remember to consider your bustle budget when you're wedding dress shopping. So if you found this huge, glorious, like jaw-dropping ball gown that has this huge train, consider that you will have to be paying for the jaw-dropping bustle that's going to go with that (laughs) dramatic train. So all these little things to consider. I hope this uh, clarifies the mystery behind bustles and also um, sheds light on how important they are and that you need a bustle and you can't use that ribbon thingy that hangs from the dress. 
Okay. All right. Well, I hope the rest of your week uh, you get some sunshine for me. <laughs> you can enjoy summer weather for me. Um, and if you have any specific questions about your alterations, you can always DM me on my Instagram account at Sweet Francis Sewing Co. Or you can message me through these show notes. And I would love to uh, get after some of the questions that you have for me. All right. Have an awesome week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And if you're feeling really generous, leave a review. Thanks, everyone.